A vision without execution is just a dream. Welcome to Transformative Experts with Chris Elias. Like the show title says, Chris speaks with transformative experts and business leaders who share their successes, failures, and leadership tips that will help you transform your business into a success story. Now, here's your host, Chris Elias. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Transformative Experts. I have a fun guest with us today. I have Sarah Simmons. Sarah is in the UK, so she's she's joining us from from quite a distance away. And it's the beauty of, of of technology is we no longer have to have people in our studios to do interviews. We can do them from anywhere in the world. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Chris. Lovely to be with you guys today. Oh, it's great to be with you too. Sarah is um, Sarah is a uh, well. Among many things, she's 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 a coach. Um, she has a phenomenal uh, phenomenal program. Um, Your real power is you. Is 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 probably the the mile uh, or the main program that that she has among other things. Uh, but she's got a really really interesting story to where she got to today, and she's got some stuff that can really help all of us out. So, um, so I, you know, actually, Sarah, you know, I always one of the things I do is I always love to start with some history. Um, you know. Tell us about yourself. Give us, give us the deep story and how did you get to where you are today? Because you, you've become internationally renowned and internationally recognized for what you do. Um, you know, how, do you, how do you get to be an internationally recognized coach? I honestly think, guys, it starts with your your calling within you and your purpose and your inner drive to want to make a difference. That's what really has driven me for my whole career. It's like... The, the when my life has been easy that's when I've gone no I'm gonna make it really difficult because I've always been pursuing purpose and making a positive impact first and then money and that second so I think by pursuing my purpose first is actually what's given me the recognition internationally and the the, the reputation for being able to make a difference and then you know the money side of things came second but I've always put impact first yeah, that's great I mean you know um, it, it's, it's somebody I, I, I wish I knew the philosopher that said it but but there you know there is an old philosophy that says you know do what you love and the money will follow and yeah. I, I think it, it ties so closely I mean I myself you know um, you know when when I when I left big boy I mean you know I had friends say wow you walked away from a huge corporate career you know that big salary you know op, you know opportunities all that stuff to to you know, to do what? I mean, you know, they, back then, you know, I'm going 21 years ago now, people didn't really even know what coaching was when we started talking about doing some of this stuff. And I was fortunate. I had a, I had a good coach myself that was helping me at that time, but I realized I was walking away because I wasn't really passionate about that business. And, you know, I stepped into a world where, you know, all of a sudden I went from a very, very high income to nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing at all. And um, yet I had this confidence because I just was so passionate about where I was going and it's worked out. It's worked out yeah. well. So, 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 so your history though is, is really quite interesting, and I and and I'd love to I'd love you to share some of it with um, with the audience because um, you, especially given that that some of your background is in aspects of industry that maybe many of our listeners don't know or don't understand. So, I'd like to explore some of that. So, I don't want to give too much of it away, but 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 you know, where where did it start for you? So, it started for me that my dad. It always starts when you, where you, what you grew up watching around you. And my dad is a self-made entrepreneur. I really admired seeing him build things and seeing him make a difference. And he, um, 
the he was the fa- the owner of a textile manufacturing business in Yorkshire, which was a huge textile manufacturing region within the UK. And he was also, within his factories, he, he pushed his um, managers to be really focused on sustainability and to create sustainable manufacturing methods. And so that was, I saw my dad being a pioneer of sustainable manufacturing. And then my mum, she was an international fashion stylist with an excellent taste and she had great clients and I saw the positive impact that what we wear can give to us. It's really important what we wear each morning when we wake up. It really does define maybe less for you Chris but a lot you know know, I'm joking aside men and women like what you wear literally can change how you feel and I saw this with my mum's side of things and then I started to see a real uh, flair from my own self um, in being able to see what is unique in a brand, a business, a fabric, a person. And I started to be able to choose from a very young age, the winning outfit for my mom's clients and the winning fabric from my dad's textile designers. And I saw I had a skill because I know and believe this is kind of the core part of um, your real power is you, that everybody has a unique skill and a unique ability and a unique purpose. So I saw very early on that mine was being able to unlock what's unique in somebody else. And it started, as I said, with fabric and clothes. So when I was, um, I also loved business. So when I went to university, I felt very strongly that I wanted to pursue a career in the fashion industry, but I wanted to major in Um, something else to get a really rounded knowledge. So I majored in in retail marketing and I have a passion as well as um, fashion and business. I realized I also had a third passion, which was people and the global consumer and the psychology of why we shop and the impact of shopping and how positive that can be. So I majored in retail marketing and I also came top of my ear for consumer psychology, consumer buying behavior. And then I um, left university and there was a great TV show at the time called Absolutely Fabulous, which was um, about two London socialites that were obsessed with a a luxury fashion store called Harvey Nichols. So I, I was watching that series religiously i wasn't in london i didn't grow up in london but i saw this big lights this big fashion industry and i was like that's my dream i want to work for that department store harvey nichols um which is the equivalent of your barneys um or what was barneys and so i set out and i I didn't know how i was going to pursue that dream and i you know when you set an intention it's the power of intentions the world works to bring those intentions together for you. So I decided to work in a bar, which was the only time in my life I've worked in a bar on leaving university. And I worked in a place in London, which is now a very hipster place. It's called Old Street. Mm -hmm. But back then, nothing was there except this one bar. And I, I don't know to this day why I decided to work in that bar, but I did. And one of the fellow um, people that worked in a bar in the bar 
He was called Michael and he worked, lo and behold, in the head office of that department store, Harvey Nichols. And I was like, wow, that's my dream to work as a buyer for them. So he said, send me your CV and let me help you see if I can help get you in. So he helped me to get an interview and um, I was really, really nervous for the interview um, because it was a big dream. And, you know, this was one of my earliest lessons in life to kind of, I don't know, share your vulnerabilities, which I know is something you and I have talked about, like within business. And it's something very important to me within life to share everything that happens. And so when I went into this interview, I said, I'm really nervous because I really want this job. And it was actually sharing my vulnerability was a key reason why I got the job because it showed my passion for it. And that was the beginning of my career. I got the job as a menswear trainee buyer and I learned from the best of the best in the industry um, how to be a great buyer. So I had a raw skill in being able to unlock what was unique about, as I said, a brand, a business, a person, a collection, a range, a store. And I started to apply my strategy, which I call my hero product strategy to buy the best collections for that store, to really help them to define how they were unique in the world um, and help them to give them a unique positioning strategy, um, which I developed for that store, which was first to launch new trends. And then through giving them that strategy, was able to make them loads of money and make them loads of um, great connections with clients because we were delivering really unique products that no one else in the world was. And I worked for them and absolutely loved my job for seven years. And then... What happened was I I saw basically a big shift happening in the fashion industry. And, you know, I said I kind of have this ability, like, to understand the consumer. And I've been called a behavioral economist, which I was like, what does that mean? And I was actually... um, What that means is I can see the future. I can sense the future. I have an intuition about the future. An intuition is, as Malcolm Gladwell says in his books, it's it's about your training. It's about what you see. It's about your eye. So I saw, you know, things changing in the fashion industry that I didn't feel were right. So I saw, um, you know... countries of manufacturing changing. So where it was becoming from Italy to India to Pakistan, and these were luxury designer collections. And I saw the, uh, you know, the quality changing a little bit each season. And then I would see them try to market very, very similar collections the same and say they were new. And I was like, well, why are you trying to make someone buy, you know, a shirt with a slightly different check from last season to this season and spend their money again? Didn't feel right. Um, And what I was seeing and bearing witness to was the onset of fast luxury. Um, You know, you've heard of fast fashion, fast luxury, same thing. The seasons speeding up rather than two seasons a year becoming four to six. And as I said, kind of, trying to market collections that were very similar again and again to make the customer feel constantly dissatisfied. And I didn't think that was right. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, the concept of fast fashion and fast luxury, I mean, the, the, this acceleration, what do, you, what do you think started driving that in the industry? I know this is a little bit of a detour, but it, it's, it really is kind of curious because I think this concept of fast is starting to affect a lot of different industries. 
I honestly think it's the private equity and venture capitalists and accountants that run these companies trying to squeeze squeeze turnover and squeeze profitability but you know and and that's what i think was really at the heart of things and it was a short-termist point of view because what we see today i saw that then and that was 2006 and actually what we're seeing today which i'm actually really excited about is that the customer has spoken and the customer is going i don't want more I want meaning and that's actually mm. what has always driven me and now I'm really excited to see the customer waking up to it as well. The customer still wants to buy things, you know, and I love buying things. I love consumerism because I think mass consumerism is a way to make massive change. Yeah. But what we're seeing now is the customers just suddenly stopped, not because of the uh, COVID or a recession. It was happening before that. They've stopped and gone with an awakening to go buying stuff for the sake of buying stuff doesn't make me happy. And that's what I saw many years ago. Buying stuff with meaning, buying stuff that's truly innovative, that's different. That does make people happy. So I saw that back in 2006, that industries and brands and businesses needed to change and founders, they needed to change to put purpose and meaning first and innovation first. So then I left my job to become an impact entrepreneur. Excellent. Wow. What a, what a story. There's, there's so many questions that come to mind. I I probably could spend the whole time just, um, just looking, looking at those. Um, you know, uh, so, so uh, actually one of the interesting points, so you're, so you're working at this bar. Do you ever go back to that bar? No, I never went. Now it's the coolest place in London. <laughs> I, I never. I, I maybe went back a few times around that time, but not since. So you don't know if any of your old mates, for instance, are still working there or anything like that. So uh, it's yeah. just just a funny thing. But but the point the point is 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 what's interesting is um, you know that's how you got your interview. I mean, you know, it's it's back to you know let's call it some level of of providence that occurs that that you know the the world comes together as you say it. And I've been a believer my whole life. Just put it out there. Um, my wife has always said, God, you know, do you have to always share so much? But I find that how do people help you if they don't know? If they don't know what you're thinking, if they don't know what you're trying to do, and you know, putting it out there requires some level of vulnerability. It's amazing how much in 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 in, in, in the business world and here in the United States and probably the same everywhere, where we have these business leaders that have to be invulnerable, right? You know, they have to they they put the armor up, and you know, nobody. And what they don't realize is that impedes the ability to build trust. That that moment of vulnerability, even that moment of vulnerability in your interview, was was a moment of of trust for them, and that creates a that creates a deeper psychological connection that often people don't recognize is happening, but is happening. And somewhere in that, the person interviewing you not only liked what you. You had. I mean, if, if your resume wasn't up to par, you wouldn't have gotten a job. But the, but but there's a lot of people who have the have a good resume, right? So where does hiring really happen? Hiring happens a lot of times at, at an emotional level, and we work a lot about you know trying to get into behavioral interviewing and understanding somebody's core values and fit to the organization. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we do around that. But at the end of the day, there's this emotional connection if it's there, and it's the basis or beginnings of some feeling of trust, whether it'll exist later or not. That is driving a subconscious decision to hire. And the ability of being vulnerable in that moment is, is really important. If I think back to people I've hired in my career, it's always been the ones that, that have, have just been out open and honest and, um, 
and not guarded. You know, the, the people come in and they're very clearly guarded and scripted with their answers. They don't usually make it to the next interview with me. So I think it's, it's an excellent point. Uh, we're, we're already to the end of our first segment. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny before we got started, I, I, I mentioned Sarah, I said, you know, these segments go by fast and they do go by fast. So Sarah, we're going to take a little bit of a break and, um, you know, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. So everybody, please stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. True results happen where culture meets execution. The Execution Culture, co-written by our host, Chris Elias, is designed to make your company smarter, faster, and stronger by sharing real-world advice on culture, leadership, and execution. It's time to transform your business with the help of the Execution Culture. The book is available now on Amazon. Click the link on the show page. Is your company or team struggling to achieve the results you would like? Optimize your life, your team, and your organization through clarity, purpose, and action. At Mexicute, we have over 100 years of combined experience leading organizations and coaching individuals to achieve their vision. We design a customized approach to ensure successful execution and optimize your results. Connect better. Grow better. For a free consultation with Chris Elias, visit nexecutegroup.com. That's N-E-X-E-C-U-T-E group.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Transformative Experts with Chris Elias. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please send an email to listener at transformativeexperts.com. Now, back to Transformative Experts. And we're back with Sarah Simmons. Hi, Sarah. So um, before we went to the break, we were, we were actually going down that path of, of being vulnerable and being purpose-driven and stating your purpose to the world. Um, you touched on that a little bit, but now you, you also you coach people on that same kind of topic. So um, being purpose-driven, you know, we, you know it's, to me, it's, it's one of the two essential cores, especially even if you're talking in a corporation and talking about the basis of culture. We talk about core values and core values are about who. Purpose is about the why. And when an individual's purpose aligns with a company's purpose, it can really, really be great. But it, when it doesn't, it's still important for people to follow their purpose, right? Tell me a little bit more. It's, it's everything to follow your purpose because basically we all, as I shared earlier, we all have this unique uniqueness inside of ourselves and our heart, our reason for being here. I call this, and everyone has a unique talent. So it's your purpose and your talent. And I call these two things really your unique superpower. And, you know, when you're not aligned and when you're not really following your unique superpower, this is when you're not happy, whether that's in a corporate job or whether you've left the corporate world and you've started down your own path and you're doing something for the sake of it, but you don't feel in alignment. You don't feel 
joyful when you get out of bed in the morning. It's simply because you haven't gone through the process to unlock your unique purpose and align that to your unique ability, your unique superpower. And when you go through that process, it's a hard process to do. That's why I have a coaching program to help people to do it because we're bombarded constantly all the time with different messages to be the same as each other or to fit in or to follow a certain path. So to unlock your actual unique purpose is difficult because there can be a lot of vulnerability around it to actually follow it. There can be a lot of fear to follow it. There can be shame around it because, you know, our unique purpose, we're often, I share with people, we're often when we're young, we have, we're sharing our unique purpose to the world and our unique ability to the world. And then we're shamed around it. And so, or we're told not to be it, not to stand out. And so we kind of bury it down. The process is to actually allow it to come out and to shine and then go with it. So, you know, I, I wonder why that is, you know, because for instance, Brene Brown is doing a lot of stuff on shame and, 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 and tying to purpose and, you know, understanding your shame and all of that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, be in the art of being vulnerable here, shame is one of those words that's a little uncomfortable for me, right? I mean, what, what, what do I feel shameful about? But, but shame's a really interesting feeling because um, it's, it's there, it does hold us back and we may not want to address it or we may even want to ignore it. Um, what do you what do you think is causing that? What what why why is there all this pressure for us to not be ourselves? Why is that pressure to not be ourselves? I think it comes from like parents wanting you to sort of be safe. Mm. So it's like a very base level, um, very base level emotion to everyone when you were young was trying to make you the same um, and putting a lot of fear around being different or standing out. So those different sides of yourself were shamed when you were. So, for example, my fear, my shame was around being powerful. Um, and I was told, don't be powerful, don't stand out, don't bring attention to yourself. And then it's the fear of not being liked or loved because you're, that was, that's what we can feel with our deepest um, parts of ourselves. It's connected to the base level of being liked and loved um, for who we really are. So we try to hide who we really are because we felt shamed, either shamed from parents or shamed from teachers or shamed from friends. And we don't actually feel, this is an interesting thing that's a side note around feelings, because many of us don't feel our feelings. We will numb our feelings out because they're really painful to feel yeah. feelings. Yeah. So we, we eat a cake, we go shopping, we have a alcohol, we smoke a cigarette to numb it when the feelings of shame come out or these any sort of extreme feelings come out. So we've led our lives for sort of going along this numb way of not really feeling joy, not really feeling purpose, meaningful, not really feeling shame. So we don't actually feel the positive feelings or the negative feelings. We just go in a sort of numb existence. The brilliant thing that starts to happen is when you start to allow yourself to feel those feelings because they're actually 
they can guide you in the right way. So when you can feel shame, you can look at why am I feeling shameful? Because what's really I find exciting in all of this is that actually where you feel the most shame is where your real purpose lies. And where you feel the most shame is where your true unique power lies. Because also we're told to often be the smaller version of ourselves and so we feel shame around being bigger we feel shame around having big dreams but those big dreams and those big feelings they're really our truth and our real purpose and so when we can guide ourselves through the shame allow the shame and actually you know a lot of our negative feelings or a lot like fear is just hiding something great it's actually go into the fear go into the shame allow it and then it's unlocking really your true purpose and your true it's your real guide which is really exciting yeah i understand that i you know it's 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 funny because i do think that that um you know i i, I read somewhere once and, and and you have used this quite a bit that as human beings, we're naturally wired to a negative bias. We're, we're actually, we're, we're structured and that's part of our protection mechanism. And, you know, I, I think you're right. You know, wh- whether it starts with your parents or others, and at some point it starts with good intent that they're trying to protect. But what, what people also try to do is they try to put people in a mold that they expect of them as opposed to being free and open. Um, you know, you don't have to go back too far in our society where, um, you know, anybody that was an outlier was just looked at as weird, you know, or different or, or I don't want to be with that person because they don't fit the mold. I mean, look at some of the shows that highlight the 1950s and 60s and, and, and what the molds were like. And, and, and that wasn't that long ago. Um, you know, I think, I think we're opening up and having more freedom now, but I think there's still, still a lot of, um, a lot of work to be done. I, I think about this though, the hard work that, that it takes. So back in the 1990s, um, you know, and I, I never really shared this with anybody, but, you know, trying to figure out where I was going, I was, you know, I was in a successful career and, um, and uh, just, but not having a lot of fun. And, and, and I, I'd met a guy by the name of Thomas Leonard um, and, Thomas, um, back, well, early, early on, Thomas was one of the first guys to actually use the word coach in business, I believe. And uh, he's one of the founders of the International Coach Federation and, and stuff. He's passed away now. But, um, he, you know, we, we became friends and, and he was coaching me on some stuff. And um, he was part of the catalyst that got me really thinking, how long do I want to be at this company, and and I was I was fortunate in a way that 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 the powers be decided to sell the company, and it gave me it gave me an easy out, but I probably wouldn't have stayed there much longer from when I left anyway because I was already exploring this path. But I have to tell you, it was hard. It was really really hard to self reflect and look at myself and say, you know what, Th- this isn't what I want to do. I was I was kind of forced down this path, and I I could look at history and say all the things I could have should have been if my parents didn't guide me on where to go to college and what programs to take and what what to do in business and all that stuff. I, I I might be in a whole different field today. Now no regrets. I like where I've ended up, but um, but it was a whole different path. And then I had the uh, uh, the opportunity to get into a program called the Strategic Coach, uh, based up in Toronto with a you know founded by a guy named Dan Sullivan, phenomen- another phenomenal internationally known coach. And, um, and, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, unique ability, which ties to this purpose and some of this other stuff. And, and, um, 
it was it was again so helpful but that self-reflection is hard and you know the, the the two the two comments well one comment and one question for you so so one of the comments is how do you recognize that you need to do this work and you know what i heard you say is if you're not feeling joy in your life it's time probably to pause and start looking and joy isn't that i had one bad day this is more about i'm really as i look at my life there is no joy or very little joy in my life i'm just kind of going through day to day i'm making it from today to tomorrow what's next and that's the time to stop and reflect from what i understand but then how do you really embark on that? So, you know, I, I want to touch a little bit as we start getting into maybe some of, of, of the coaching. Maybe so there are some things you can, you know, give our, um, our audience or, or advise. But how do, you, how do you start the process? And, and, and you, know, you know, it takes a lot of vulnerability to start this process. I think, yeah, the beginning of the process is to be kind to yourself, and to start to love, not love yourself, because that's just a word, the action, looking around the action of self-loving yourself, which is like, you know, we, again, like we're pre-wired to be negative, as you mentioned, we're pre, I think we're pre-wired to beat ourselves up and, and go, why have I not done that? And I haven't achieved this and I haven't done that. I say the starting point is to really be kind to yourself in a dynamic way, you know, not a softly, softly way in a recognizing how awesome you are and how incredible you are and how amazing everything that you've achieved is. So this for me, like you really are incredible. You really are awesome. Every single person is. And no matter how much you doubt that or don't believe it, that's just because it's pre-wiring. It's not you. It's just the pre-wiring. So if you actually, the beginning point is just to sit down and take some time, time out, like without this pressure, yeah. let go of the pressure and, you know, say I'm going to take an, an hour, an afternoon, a day, a weekend, a week where I really just reflect on how awesome I am. And it doesn't matter. I say to people, it doesn't matter if you've got kids, other priorities, business, whatever. Actually, you come first. You can't give to the world and be your best until you carve out that time for yourself. So the beginning part of the journey is just to stop and carve out the time to say, I'm going to reflect on myself. And in my coaching program, then, you know, not in in session one we actually go through just a discovery on what makes you unique what makes you feel powerful and so you start to have fun and play with words and you can do this yourself start to write down words that you feel a real connection what what do you actually love doing do you love empowering people transforming people inspiring people how are you serving the world or how do you want to serve the world that's the beginning point and um, to inspire yourself so one recognize sit down allow yourself some time time to reflect two is to start to unpack and unlock different keywords that how you inspire yourself in the world and then three is to analyze yeah. everything that you already do so so okay I, I have maybe a little bit of a curveball for you and we've only got a couple of minutes left in the segment so we might have to take a break and come back but okay and, and this actually something came up yesterday and and what you just said um really was was a, a flag for me so i want to ask you um 
okay, everything you just said makes makes a ton of sense, and it requires a certain amount at least some level of self-awareness and self-recognition, right? I mean, you know, there's a self-actualization part of it that says, you know what, I'm not happy. I'm going to do something about this. I also come across many people in life. We have this tool called the accountability ladder, and it talks about whether people are acting in an accountable behavior, which is solution-based and forward-looking, or a victim behavior, which is an unconscious behavior where the world is doing this to me. And there seems like there's a lot of people who are acting as victims. I mean, we can go all the way up even to the highest part of our political system here in the United States. And it's, it's, it's people are doing this to me. You know, it's not me. It's people are doing this to me and I can't do anything, you know, and, and, you know, how do you, how do you deal? How, how do you deal with that? Or, or, you know what, those people, do they just have to figure it out and we'll work with people that want to do the work or, or, or how can we help those? Well, I, I honestly think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, yeah, before, I mean, I deal with people who feel they're a victim as well and people who have self-awareness. I see both coming through my program. Um, The people that feel they're a victim, you know, I will guide them in the right way. I'm not going to let them feel that they're a victim. Everything I'm doing is about action orientated because when you take action, you're not a victim. But to everybody listening in this show, that's such a key point. The first part is realizing you are responsible for your life. You're not a victim and um, you're responsible for every single thing. And there's a brilliant book called The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard, I believe. It was written in the 1950s when many of these classic foundational books in personal development were written. And that's the first thing he talks about, that you are responsible for yourself. You are not a victim. And the brilliant thing about recognizing you're responsible for yourself, that might be scary because you've got to lose the the job, the, the recession, the environment, the my parents. You've got to lose all that stuff and take responsibility for yourself and this is a scary thing for people to do but the awesome thing is that when you actually step up and realize you're responsible it means you can also change your world today literally today you can change your world because your world is your story when you change your story you change everybody's perception around you you change your thinking process you change your opportunities that is outstanding, and that that is so spot on. It's honestly, it's the first thing I'll tell people as well. Is you know what you need to own. You need to own your future. You need to own this. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to take charge. We are already up on our on our next break, um, so you know we'll be back in just a couple of minutes, and we've we've got one more um, uh, one more segment here with uh, with Sarah. So uh, stay tuned, and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. True results happen where culture meets execution. The Execution Culture, co-written by our host, Chris Elias, is designed to make your company smarter, faster, and stronger by sharing real-world advice on culture, leadership, and execution. It's time to transform your business with the help of the Execution Culture. The book is available now on Amazon. Click the link on the show page. Is your company or team struggling to achieve the results you would like? Optimize your life, your team, and your organization through clarity, purpose, and action. 
At Mexicute, we have over 100 years of combined experience leading organizations and coaching individuals to achieve their vision. We design a customized approach to ensure successful execution and optimize your results. Connect better. Grow better. For a free consultation with Chris Elias, visit nexecutegroup.com. That's N-E-X-E-C-U-T-E group.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Transformative Experts with Chris Elias. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please send an email to listener at transformativeexperts.com. Now, back to Transformative Experts. And we're back one last time with Sarah Simmons. Sarah, uh, well, over the break, uh, you know, I introduced Sarah to the concept of Debbie Downer, which doesn't really exist over in the UK. I mean, we all we all know those people that are, you know, that, that live in such a victim mindset that... Um, that uh, you know, you you almost don't want to be around them. Another friend of mine coined the term uh, "energy vampire," so the people that that just suck the life out of you when when you're in your room. Yet these are people I think that can use some help if they can have some self awareness. And I think we we've, we've we've touched on some really really good things on that. But um, but I but I want to shift gears a little bit because I want to make sure we still have a little bit of time to 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 kind of talk about what you do and, and maybe, you know, give a few other pointers to our, our people. So, you know, uh, you know, when we first met, it, we met because um, you were doing a lot, well, you were doing a lot of work and you do a lot of work on, on digital. So it's not just, it's not just about, you know, purpose and mission, but digital and how, how people can leverage it. And, and you do bring some of the, um, you know, consumer marketing, if you will, and maybe that's not the right term, but into, into your coaching relationships as well. Tell me a little bit more about that and how does all that make up the picture? And, and really, if, if, if I came and started coaching with you, if I were a client, you know, beyond the purpose and everything, how are you helping me then form um, what is I do and how I go about being successful going forward? So my, um, I think I, what my process does, it gives you, you know, it unlocks your uniqueness, your purpose, etc. But it's also, it's like half about that, which I call the frameworks. And it's half about implementation and how you really supercharge your impact in a very practical way. Like, how do you 10x your growth? And this is like, this is the sort of the business, the insider, like the systems that I've used to transform multi-billion pound companies and build conscious brands and build direct-to-consumer platforms, which is part of what I've done as an impact entrepreneur. And I share all this teaching with everybody. And the key teaching is you've got to be where the market is. So when I first launched a brand, Um, after leaving Harvey Nichols, I launched a sustainable clothing brand. That being where the market was, was uh, wholesale. It was to, it was 2007. It was to sell the collection into the world's best stores. That was my dream. And I achieved that dream. But what happened was 
talking about vulnerability. Then the financial crash happened in 2008. And I'd done all this work. I'd built this incredible brand. I'd launched it into the world's best stores. I won Grazia Magazine's award for Fashion Entrepreneur of the Year. And then the financial crash happened straight from under everybody's feet. And all of the stores, those stores that I was selling in, they pulled out of buying sustainable collections. So there I was, and I literally had to pivot, close that business down after three years of super hard work and go back into industry and get a corporate job. Um, And that broke my heart in a million pieces because we talk a lot about finding purpose. That was, I'd found my purpose. My purpose was to make a difference. My purpose was to use my skill in building hero products to build hero product brands. And the rug had been pulled from under my feet. And at that point, because I didn't have control over my own distribution, my own market, my own sales. So at that point, I said to myself, I'm going to learn all there is to learn about digital so that I can teach other people how they can build sustainable businesses for themselves, not just a sustainable business, but a sustainable business, sustainable income for yourself. And the thing is, you can't rely on third parties to do that. You've got to be able to do it yourself. So I'm not a digital person as a background, you know, I did not understand the world of Instagram and I made that my home. I, you know, the great thing about digital is the first thing I can share is you only need one home. You don't need to go about it and say, I'm going to start an Instagram page, a LinkedIn page, a Twitter page, a YouTube page. You do not need that. You just need one home and you need to focus on building one one home. It's a platform that's about your social marketing. So I chose Instagram as my home. And then I was like, okay, how am I going to work this out? So I had a dream. I was going to sell as an entrepreneur. I was going to build a platform. I did, but this was the concept, build a platform selling the world's top conscious fashion brands to the world's top consumers on Instagram. So I was like, how do I do that? Because, um, you know, I'm a startup. So how am I going to get these great brands that are in department stores to sell to me on Instagram. No one was selling on Instagram at that time. It's about three, four years ago. I was again a bit ahead of the curve. And anyway, it was by um, basically the next key skill that I share with everybody how to use digital for your advantage is to build relationships, be human and be vulnerable and be a thought leader. So people want to connect with people. So you've got to almost de-digitalize digital. Um, It's not this weird concept that's out there that's foreign to who you are and how you operate. How you operate on a human-to-human physical level is exactly how you operate on a digital level. And that's my secret of success. You literally build relationships the same and how you build relationships, how you communicate digitally. the, The great thing is to really look at how you communicate digitally. It's not about preachy, preachy. That's the thing. And it's not about, I know better than you. No, it's about sharing your real story, sharing your real connection, real making real connection and sharing your real vulnerability. So that's how I started to do it. And um, I would, you know, um, and started to be a thought leader by being vulnerable and sharing my truth. And um, it's what I teach people like, but to do that, 
first you've got to get clarity on your uniqueness and your purpose, which yes. where it begins. And then you need to really start to think about who am I as a, what's my story? And the thing is you can't just magic up your story. You know, this is where you can be vulnerable, but be vulnerable in a place where you don't feel in control. When I'm vulnerable now, I'm, I'm sharing from a place where I'm more in control because I know what parts of my vulnerability I want to share because I want to make a connection and I want to be truthful and I want to build relationships. So I'm able to do that because I actually did the work to go through what is my real story and why am I doing what I'm doing. So this is why your real power is you. It's combining frameworks with implementation and showing you how to be where the market is, how to be digital. Yeah, you know, it's. It, I, I think those are those are such great bits of advice. Um, you know, I, I think people um, can scatter. You know, can scatter their their focus over so many different platforms that they lose the ability to really focus and and capitalize on it. I mean, I that was advice I had received some time ago. Also, when when we went through a branding process and and all of that, and and really building the story and the personal brand, and it's, it's not. You know, it's it's it is who I am. I mean, and that that's the important part of it. You have to be vulnerable with yourself as well, and admit and get over the shame and all those things. But, but you know, you know, my choice was uh, was LinkedIn because that's the right place for for what I do, um, at least today. Um, LinkedIn allows a lot of communication back and forth. I don't know a lot about Instagram, but um, it does too. It's brilliant. Yeah, you can literally send a direct message to anyone you want in the world, and you know. You could send a direct message to a celebrity, to a massive entrepreneur, to anyone, and and they'll connect with you back um, if they see their messages. And this is where, you know, it's really great to be solid in who you are and what you stand for, because then people know, like, when you're another key part of digital is to be consistent. So when you're consistent with your messaging, then you're building up a, a repertoire of the story of who you are and giving people very many different, to con- different reasons to connect with you. And, you know, make videos because people want to connect with people and understand them. Video is the number one growing area. And the great thing about video, make short videos, 30 second videos, one minute videos. And what you talked about, shame, I really want to make this very very important part point shame happens continuously every single day we have to face our shame and i am you know i might be 10 steps further down the road than you but i still have to face shame every day yeah. and you know an important part about social media is Um, and using digital is this consistency. So it's really soul destroying when you make a video or you've made a post and it doesn't get a great reaction. And they're like, oh, well, no one cares about what I have to say. It doesn't matter about whether, you know, if you get 30 likes, it's a real person doing a real like. That 30 people out of one, one can become a client. That's a big deal. So it's really breaking down, getting over your shame, getting out of your own way 
every single day and keeping going, that comes back to your purpose. When you've got clarity on your purpose and you have a mission, your job is to do your mission and your job is to get your message out there because people can't know you or understand you if you're not sharing your message and then just do it as well that's the other key part of advice because you don't become really good until you basically practice and do the same thing over and over and over again and find what connects with people about your message uh, it's, it's, it's spot on and it takes time. I mean, I think that that's, it's excellent advice, time and consistency. Too many people give up or slow down or don't stick with it. And that's not just with, with digital media, with too many things. I mean, how many intra- entrepreneurs, um, you know, failed and then just jumped back into, you know, the, the, the business world. I mean, you, you had a failure and yeah, mm-hmm. in, in the moment, you know, whether it was because you needed a salary income or whatever, you did go back. Heart was broken. You could have left it broken, but you chose not to, right? It was, I would think that's a key point I'd love to share as well. I went back because of fear um, and and people t- wanting, again, back to this very core basic level, like people wanting me to be safe. And I didn't know what I know now, uh, you know, a few years wiser down the line. Well, there is no such thing as safe, And the corporate world isn't safe anyway. And what does safe actually mean if you feel numb and you don't feel like you're really living? So that's why I went back into the corporate world. But um, I then very quickly, I had a... I have to grow and I think we all have to grow. And the thing about being an entrepreneur means you can constantly grow. So as soon as I outgrew that that job, I became unhappy again because I wasn't living my purpose. So it's a really big thing to just feel your fear and know that you can create your own safety through being an entrepreneur because when you develop a great product, people want to buy from you. Yeah, that's I, I think that's that that's so well put. So well put. Uh, you know, we've only got a couple minutes left. And, um, you know, I, I actually, I, I think it'd be really beneficial, um, you know, to, to, to share some things with, with, our, um, with our listeners. Um, you know, you have a, you, you've got a master class. You've got some other things going on. And, um, you know, I almost wish we had another hour because there's just so many things I'd love to explore with you. Uh, but having said that, for anybody who does want to explore more with you, um, it doesn't have to stop right here. So certainly, you know, you know, for the listeners, if, if, if you don't have a way of connecting, you can always find Sarah through me and through, um, you know, the Voice America website. You could go to my website and send me an email, which is Chris Elias, author, C-H-R-I-S-E-L-I-A-S-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Um, but, um, but Sarah, if people want to find you directly, how do they do that? So I would love to invite all your listeners to my free live masterclass to continue this conversation. It's live with me and it's about unlocking your unique superpower. It's about, I share with you the strategies of what holds you back. I share more about my journey of what held me back from um, really achieving the supercharged impact I wanted to make. And I give you the tools and awareness to start you on your journey to supercharged impact for 2021. So that's what I'd love to invite you guys all to do and how you can find me is through my website sarahsimmons.com which is s-a-r-a-s-i-m-m 
www.sarahsimmonds.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, Sarah Simmons London, where you can DM me. So you can go to the website and actually click register live on the masterclass link, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Yeah, and so you, you make me want to set up an Instagram account as, as I think about that. And, um, you know, f- for any of you that search out, um, you know, s- remember Sarah's in the UK. I don't know, depending on your, your browser, I don't know if the Times will translate. So keep that keep that in mind. Um, they do, they do. They do. Okay, so that's that's always good news. A uh, couple quick minutes left. Um you know, I always like to, to, to talk about, you know, either a great success story or great failure. So you can go either way. Um, we've got time for maybe one quick story. Uh, share with us, a, you know, just, just a, a story from your work. You know, certainly don't share any client names or anything like that. But, but, but you know, maybe describe a really great success story that you had and, and how that person's benefited from it. Absolutely. I I get so excited about the success stories of my clients because that for me is what gives me the most joy is seeing your transformation. So this story is about um, a wonderful woman. She was 27 years old. She was facing burnout coming on this program, coming on the Your Real Power As You coaching program. So she basically spent 12 months She's super talented, 12 months developing a app in how to find sustainable places to visit in London. And she had done a management consultancy degree um, of which she came top in her year. And she had also been a sustainable fashion blogger for a year. So she was doing all these things, great things, but she wasn't earning any money. She wasn't happy and she wasn't living with joy. Something wasn't right. So through in less than 12 weeks through doing the program, we unlocked her purpose, which was to and is to protect the world's waters. I mean, how do you even understand that that's your purpose? You have to go through a real, we really had to dig deep into her history and her background. And she then said, you know, I feel this thing about water. I've always felt this thing about water. And then we realized that's her mission is to protect the world's waters. And she wasn't doing, being true to her mission. The second part was actually, you know, Um, how does she build a sustainable income for herself? So I showed her new patterns of how you can build digital consultancies and you can actually launch digital service-based products to the industry. So this is, I work with people from all different types of industry. This, um, and I, I, help people to bounce ideas and see different possibilities of how they can make and monetize what they're doing at a whole new level. So then basically within less than 12 weeks, she actually has launched a new digital uh, farming regeneration consultancy where she's helping farmers across the world see how um, investing in regenerative farming is more successful for them. And she actually just launched yesterday and messaged me to say she's already onboarded her first clients and she has a plan of how she's going to make a six figure business this year. That's one client story. That's and another client, well, another yeah. I hate, I, I, I hate to cut you off. We, we, we ran out of time. Um, so I apologize. Uh, boy, like I said, I, you know, this, this, I wish we had a two hour show. So, um, you know, Sarah, maybe, maybe we'll even have you back on sometime when, when, when we uh, want to talk some more on some things, I think it'd be, be lovely to have you back. So, um, thank you so much for, for being, um, for being with us, for helping our listeners today. 
Thank you very much, Chris. And thank you to all you guys listening. It's been such a, a, a great experience and my pleasure to be with you today. And I hope that what I've shared can inspire you and empower your 2021 because that's what it's all about. This opportunity in 2021 is huge. People want meaning and they want your meaning. That is outstanding. Thank you so much. And again, everyone, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll have another great show for you this week. And um, you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, Again, you can uh, do it through the the radio station or the Chris Elias author website. Uh, Everybody take care and I will see you next week. Thanks. Thank you for joining Chris Elias for this week's edition of Transformative Experts. We hope you'll tune in again next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a good week.